0: probably good my camera's not working now i can eat my pizza and dip my snuff in peace
1: (laughs) (laughs) You think you can but i think you just made the uh, highlight right there or the the gang reel
2: yeah you kind of just gave him the intro right there
1: i'm always listening Hello, everyone, and welcome to another episode of the Dodgeball Podcast. In this episode, we're going to be recapping the Elite Dodgeball uh, South Round 2. These are always tongue twisters for me, but uh, yeah, South Round 2, let's do it. So here to join me uh, is Vaughn, Joseph, Joe, and Sergio. Guys, as always, thank you for hopping on, being willing to talk Dodgeball with me. Per usual, let's just start with the introductions, your name, team name, case it changed. But uh, yeah, let's go from there. Start with you, Vaughn.
0: Hi, I'm Vaughn Kelly. I play with the Outsiders.
3: All right, and Joseph? I'm Joseph Kincarini, and I play with Wrecking Balls.
4: And Joe? Uh, Joe Martinez. I normally play with Outsiders, but I was a spectator this round.
1: Definitely want to ask about that, too. Um, And last but not least, Sergio. Uh, My name is Sergio, and I'm the captain of Southern Revolver. Awesome. Awesome. Um, Yeah, so, I mean... The biggest question I have out of the gates is is Joe. I mean, you said you're normally um, with the Outsiders. Uh, was this an injury? I mean, is this something that you want to talk about, or how come you weren't playing with them?
4: Uh, I mean, I was still there. I was still helping support and stuff, but no, just personal reasons, taking some time off. So, yeah, gotcha. nothing, nothing really want to talk about.
1: <laughs> okay. Yeah, for sure, man. And uh, it's – it's funny because when you said the athlete's foot, like here I am thinking, oh, I'm just going to be a homie and, and give you some, some really effective advice on how to deal with that crap, <laughs> not air out something I should probably keep secret. <laughs> I walked right into that. Um, yeah. And, and I mean, I, I own it. Like I, whenever I have athlete's foot, um, well, I don't do it right away. You know, I, I check, you know, can I use some creams or whatever, but if I'm in a, in a bind, I'll, uh. I'll do that. Uh, you know, if I want to. Air I, it.
4: I was just gonna leave it alone, and we were just gonna laugh behind closed doors about the inside <laughs> joke. But when you kept going with it, I was like, "Oh, okay, I gotta, I gotta let him know." <laughs>
1: <laughs> I was like, "Well, don't I feel like a like a jack <laughs> right now?" And I, I can't even mute <laughs> that. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, I guess um, yeah, screw it. I'll, I'll say it. So um, I had a really bad case of athlete's foot um, several years ago, almost like ten years ago. Just was active duty for a little bit. And um, it was just really bothering me. And I was putting on all these like tough actin, tenactin creams, whatever. And uh, Jacqueline Thomas, who I think most people on the West Coast might still know, who I was dating with at the time said, have you tried peeing on your foot? And I was like, that is like, how dare you? Why would you even say that? That's disgusting. (laughs) And she's like, no, my my ex-boyfriend who um, was uh, stationed in, I think, Kuwait, um, he would get really nasty, bad athlete's foot. And that was something that, the soldiers and airmen would do so um i got really desperate one night and i was really fed up with it so i tried it and lo and behold uh magically overnight it it healed so i was like well if ever i have a bad case of athlete's foot again i know how to get rid of it and um <laughs> yeah so i was just trying to help but anyway that's, that's do you enough. ever
0: pee on it just for preventative measures steve
1: oh of course absolutely because yeah. <laughs> if it even itches for a second i just I just go for
2: it <laughs> Come on, that's hard-hitting questions here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah all
1: right well i i walked into that i felt it was fair to admit it but uh just to so have some context of where that was coming from and i'm I'm gonna wait before i offer advice again to anybody if it pertains <laughs> to odd odd measures of, of healing but um well cool let's let's uh let's start with the usual <laughs> uh question of mine that's you know like what's the biggest takeaway that you guys have and um you know looking back on um Round two is in the books, so what, what would what would you say your biggest takeaway is? Um, Not we're talking about dodgeball again.
0: Um, my biggest takeaway, honestly, is how much it helped us to travel outside of the South, um, going to West Round Two and playing um, different teams and getting a different experience there, um, helped us helped us to come back here and you know we put on probably the most dominant performance that we've ever done and you know, I'm not trying, that's not to say anything bad about the other teams, but just getting different experience and playing um, better competition all around really helped us prepare for this. And it, and it was, it was a a pretty big deal for us. Um, There were a lot of teams that had some roster shakeups, fill-ins and um, stuff like that. So that made it a little bit different. I think a lot of teams had some problems meshing um, because of that, but they were mostly intact. It was just some, some, movement all around
1: um was the location uh, a factor in that or was it just like the timing being that it was memorial day weekend or like do you know what might have caused that
0: i think it was probably the holiday weekend that right. would be my guess i don't think the location had anything to do with it
1: gotcha yeah i'm glad you brought up uh west round two um that was definitely something i was gonna bring up later on in my notes but i mean it was, it was pretty cool satisfying for me to see you guys take the first seed and uh watching i guess catch him be like hey w- what happened and because that was honestly that was my my uh my reaction too is like wait what um i didn't even know you guys were going so um you know you have teams that are coming into other regions like the south kind of getting experience <coughs> but then for that to happen uh to the west was pretty cool um i don't want to spend too much time on it but did you guys go into the west round two with any type of like Game plan, or were you just there strictly to get some practice, or what was the? I want to say the Uh, rationale behind that. We were
0: mostly there just to kind of see how we stacked up. We definitely wanted to get a look at some of those teams before nationals. Um, You know, usually we don't see anyone before nationals, so we wanted to get some um, experience with them before then, so we know a little bit of what to expect um, when the time comes. And yeah, it was mostly just it was mostly just about experience too, just being in a different region playing. an all-around higher kind of caliber team set. so
1: gotcha yeah i can uh i can think you no better place to practice than than the west and that's definitely my bias talking but uh it, it's really cool seeing you guys um i want to see you guys I mean like other regions come to the west and 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 flourish and do well and you know going to the whole like hashtag south sucks thing um i'm glad that's kind of going away now um
0: Yeah, it was. I mean, it's one thing to watch them on video, but then it's another thing to actually, you know, line up across the court from them and get experience that way. So that was that was something we definitely wanted to do, and and it was it was pretty fun for us. It was it was a great experience.
1: Sure. What were you saying, Joe? You're you're sticking by it? Yeah, I'm not letting go
4: of it. Mark keeps trying to change it. He keeps he keeps throwing all these hashtags in my face, and I'm like, no, man, (laughs) it's sticking around. I'm keeping it. And I think we talked about that
1: last last uh, discussion. It was it's more like a, like a motivation type of. No, we're gonna make you guys regret saying that or something like that. Or like it's not a, it's not a ding anymore. Or or is it?
4: No, I mean I, I never really meant it as too much of a ding. It was more of like a like I said before. I think it was like a sarcastic thing. Like I mean, people are gonna say that anyways, and uh, it was like Kurt Angle owning the "you suck" chance.
1: Gotcha. Kurt Angle of wrestler,
4: right?
1: No idea what are talking. Yeah, about, I was right? like, oh, I don't. I know he's a wrestler, but that's that's the best. Part of the <laughs> <laughs> I yeah. know who you're talking about, Joe. Saw right through me, Vaughn. Um, well, how about you, Joseph? What was? uh What would you say your biggest takeaway was?
3: Man, so much of a pain in the outside yourself so. <laughs> <laughs> Still. <laughs> no, it was um. It it was it was it had a different feeling, but I mean, other than that, it was it was a really great tournament. I can't say there was anything like that really stood out. Um, it, it was definitely a different pace, different. Like I don't know, it was like a different tone. A few of us talked about it. Like I personally don't rem- remember a whole lot of people throwing stuff at me. Um, we're I mean we're uh, we're really big on catching, and like our team had like under like under like probably ten catches like, as a team, and we're, like, last round, we had, like, four people that had over ten catches, so it was, like, it, it was just different feeling, different gameplay, lots of, there's a handful of new people, but I don't think there was anything that was different. My team was sober, I'll take that. Well, that's good. Yeah,
1: they were sober, <laughs> they showed up sober, showed up on time. That That is two for two, I mean you can't ask for anything more than that, sometimes. <laughs> but,
3: yeah, anyway, I don't have too much to add on, just any kind of a major takeaway.
1: Yeah, so... A lot, like- a lot
3: of good moments. <laughs>
1: The uh, the different gameplay, you know, you're saying like uh, you're racking up catches last last round, um, and this is obviously just from your perspective. But would you would you say like maybe teams are a little more deliberate in their actions, like they kind of figure their strategy out, and they're not so uh, balls to the wall anymore, or probably there of, wasn't as
3: much that many people are wild, or maybe they just kind of realize that you know we're gonna catch or we're gonna try to catch. Uh, it just—it felt like a lot. Uh, a lot of the throws were a little bit more calculated. People were thinking about it. A lot of more team throws, things like that. A lot of the, definitely weren't as many single like just I'm gonna throw a ball at you one-on-one type thing going on. So it was—it was just a different feel. I mean, we still came out. Uh, it, uh, like we were all checking like we all like fit Fitbits and stuff, and it was like we weren't even taking as many steps as we normally were. It wasn't <laughs> like we played more games. That we felt there was a lot more breaks like a lot more breaks. So it was like, it was like, we felt like we played less.
1: Huh. Actually, you just reminded me of, uh, something I want to ask later. Um, But I'll, I'll pocket that for, for after. Um, How about you, Joe? Uh, Especially from the, I guess from the observation standpoint, what would you say your biggest takeaway was watching, watching everything?
4: Um, Yeah, I think, I mean, I spent most of my time around, around the outsiders team. Like I said, I was, I was there shagging and helping out where I could. And, uh, um, Yeah, I was also at the West round with them doing the same. And that was, I think, the biggest difference that I noticed. You go play on the West and it's it's a different type of um, intensity that goes into the game. It's a different type of emotion that goes into the game. And uh, a lot of the teams in the South still don't quite have that. And that was the biggest difference that I saw when the Outsiders team was playing some of these other teams that they just they couldn't quite keep up with the intensity and the volume and, you know, just the type of play that they were playing having just come from the West. And, uh, you know, I know the other teams didn't get to quite experience that, which I would suggest for teams to go try that out because it's it's very different and it will change your entire team, change the way you guys play, um, and it'll make a bigger difference than you might think.
1: And you feel like maybe actually seeing it, experiencing it, as a player in that court is what will help show the show the teams what else is out there. It's not something you can see like on film or
4: Yeah, absolutely. I mean you go um, it's I mean it's it's I've heard from so many people they they watch a guy like Nate Kreider playing. I know he's not playing elite, but they watch a guy like Nate Kreider play and they're like, yeah, just that stare that he has, that stare down and that's the difference. Like they, they think so things like that don't happen everywhere else. Um, they happen not just with Nate, but with so many people on the West Coast. And, you know, the Outsiders team is starting to develop that also. And you see kind of glimmers of of it in other places. But when you go to a whole – when you go to a region where pretty much everybody is like that, you develop that kind of tenacity in playing every single game like that. And like I said, it, it makes – that much of a difference and widens the gap between your team and another team who the gap, you know, may have been a little closer before you'd seen something like that.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. I mean, you say that gap, I mean, Mm -hmm. that's, you can only fill so much of that gap with practice uh, within your own region with working out, conditioning, et cetera, et cetera. But when you're factoring things like, what should I eat the night before? Are we hydrated? Do we have this, like stare that you're kind of talking about this like intensity i mean all that's going to come from experiencing things on the outside so i mean that's literally your team name i just realized the irony there but um that's pretty cool um it's fun when i when i talk about all the other regions like it it seems like there's all these little small nuances that are now being brought up like you okay get the basics of the game you understand that um you have to be conditioned to a certain point you have to throw hard catch everything right but then there's just all these other little things that are going to go into it from reviewing film afterwards to um, just bringing that level of Nate Crater esque intensity to the to the to the court, that's going to start separating um, the teams from you know the champions from I guess the non champions. But uh, that's really interesting. Um,
0: yeah, it gave us a huge confidence boost too. You know, we took the one seed in the West, and then we got eliminated by Heat, who was you know incredibly hot all weekend. They had kind of a Funky uh, open round robin, but once bracket play started, they got really hot and they kept that momentum going through the whole weekend, sweeping you know all of the divisions. So being able to take the one seed and then you know just losing four three really tight to a team that's that hot, it gives a, a huge confidence boost. And then coming into the South, that carries over and it's just you know it was it was a huge advantage for us going out there and doing well.
4: Yeah, yeah just kind of going back on my point, you know, like we got outsiders has Elijah on the team. You know, he's. Team USA, everybody's seen the level that he can play on. Everybody's seen the level, you know, like Mikey, Kim, all these guys on this team that can play. Um, but you go to a place like the Western, even if you just go to Nationals, there are other teams that have that level of talent, if not more talent. And then it comes down to me personally, it comes down to really how bad do you want it? And people playing in, only in your region, I don't think you realize how bad somebody can want to win one of these competitive dodgeball games until you go play against some of these people in the West and go play at nationals. They want it badly more, like more than you can imagine until you see it.
1: Yeah, I can, uh, I can attest to that. I mean, that, that's when you say you want it badly, I'm thinking of, you know, rise, putting on freaking clinics and practices where they're flying people from Chris Bell away from Utah. And, um, I mean, we're, we're doing our practices here in Arizona too. And I mean, everybody wants it, but then there's people that truly, truly work for it. And, um, yeah, I would, I would just say, and this is not me trying to embellish the West by any means, but it's, it's a good experience to, to go to the West and see what, what it's, what it's shaping out to be almost as much as it is to go outside and and check out the other regions too. And, um, Speaking of West, I mean, Sergei, I mean, I think you might be in the best position to kind of talk about this, being that this is your second uh, foray into the South. Um, Before I ask you, you know, what are your biggest takeaways? What are your thoughts on what we're talking about right now? I mean,
2: it's it's pretty spot on. Um, I I can't really argue anything. Like, I would say the biggest difference I noticed with uh, outsiders, not that they lacked any confidence to begin with, but they played more with that fervor, like, I felt right away when we played them, they were going right at us just like they would go at anyone else. Like they weren't taking their time with anything. They were showing them. They were showing themselves like they were ready for nationals right there. And that that would be my biggest takeaway um, just from this round alone. Just the fact that outsiders in round one looked great. But this time round two, it could have been nationals and they were playing with that same intensity. Like that confidence they got from the West. That added to their confidence, rather, just showed up in the the Memorial Day weekend.
1: It's awesome. It makes sense to me. Not eh, taking the first seed in West is a a pretty big deal. So that's uh, it's cool to hear that that carried over into uh, your guys' round and that it it permeated through the rest of the bracket and hopefully continues uh, past round three into nationals. Um, so going off that though, like, what are your? um, Would you say your biggest takeaway is uh, for you personally, Sergio?
2: Um, I would have to kind of echo what uh, uh, Joe said. Uh, it just felt different. Um, I noticed there was a lot more breaks uh, in between um, games, but we played almost the same amount. Uh, which I guess I don't know if that had to do with the fact that last year that gym was the biggest complaint. There's no air conditioning, people are cramping up. <laughs> and, that gym was cold. <laughs> well, yeah, no, it was cold this time. I can't speak to last year, obviously, but. I did know that that was a complaint from last year. Uh, Yeah, other than that, it just felt like everyone was kind of taking their time with their approach as far as, like, how to execute and who they were going to go after right off the bat. So, slightly higher play level than round one.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I was going to ask, like, you know, like, the biggest changes or differences, um, but... And either you guys can, can chime in if I'm wrong, because we can kind of bypass that question, but it, it just sounds like this was just a continuation of last round. I mean, th- with the obvious change of like a different venue, um, it doesn't seem like there would be too much. Um, so I wanted to ask about the, I guess, the fact that it was slow. So round robin ended up being uh, cut early. Um, can of you guys kind of talk about that or why that was? Or I, I think it was because of time, but... Uh, I'd rather let you guys answer. Uh,
2: I think it was more so because of time, but I think there were some teams who were kind of straggling to get to their assignments, whether it be, you know, playing or repping. Well,
3: that plus, um, we had this is the most co ed teams we've ever had. So I think he needed more time to get like to the co ed stuff. Mm. You know what I mean? Because, like, I mean, we only missed two games. Like we didn't, we didn't play Vendetta or Outsiders in the round robin. We played everybody else. Um, but there, there was also, I mean, I, I think we played nine games. I think versus, like, I think last time we played ten. And then, um, in Coed, there was like, how many teams was it? Like fourteen teams or something like 14. that in Coed, which 14. is the most I think we've ever had. Um, so he needed more time to run cause that because um, that. So I'm, I'm assuming just to keep. Because we didn't have the gym the whole night. we I mean, it ended like around 8. So I think he just needed the time. As far as I knew, it was just a time-based thing.
1: I see. Um, who, who is he? Who who helped run it?
3: Uh, Mark ran. Well, yeah, Mark's on Lone Star, so he's been there running it. Uh, Tim Poon made a couple of guest appearances, but it was Mark and Alicia and, um, I guess, and Anthony that were kind of helping setting up and get things going.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, Mark cannot escape the responsibility no matter where he goes. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, I forgot who was saying. Um, maybe it was Billy actually, um, but he was saying like he, people just were taking their sweet time getting to where they needed to, whether it was a refing assignment or whether it was uh, your plane. And obviously, you know, if you if you if your team delays by two or three minutes, times all the other teams out there, times the amount of times it happens. I mean it definitely take all that time you used to have and it it eats into it so um
3: you know i don't know if it was i mean i think there's maybe once or twice where we had like a team that was kind of late or something but normally it was because like we had one time where we had to wait a while but it was because the team the the rest we were waiting on were playing and nobody wanted to step up to ref
4: i see yeah i mean you know stuff like that i think like the moseying around and stuff like that happens everywhere everybody wants to harp on the south all the time it happens everywhere, for one. <clears throat> Two, for me, at least, again, being from the outside looking in, and I made this comment to Mark when I was there, what I feel like is taking the longest and taking up the most time is when there's some of these dis- disputes with the refs, I mean, we had a lot of situations to where, like, yeah. you had half of one team up in the ref huddle, and then you had, like, random people coming into the ref huddle, and these calls that should be ma- getting made quick, they were taking forever. And these games just dragged and dragged and dragged. And um, so, yeah, I mean, again, the moseying around and the kind of just walking around like that happens everywhere. Go watch any of the rounds. You see people walking around doing nothing, you know, so I think that happens everywhere as much as people may not want to admit it. But um, I think, yeah, I think some of the some of the I felt like the biggest the biggest thing that consumed a lot of time was some of these ref calls, which I think it's. It's on the players. It's also on the refs, though. But some of these calls are just taking forever. And they made these games take a really, really long time when they shouldn't have.
1: Gotcha. Yeah, I, I didn't get to ask the East if um, what... Because Dominic made the, made the point about the refs being um, treated like... Uh, there's a lot of people being D-bags, basically, is what he said. Um, getting up in the refs' face, arguing calls. Um, yeah, so I mean, that's a good point. That definitely will delay um, games in the, in the tournament and just make it a... Not as awesome experience, so I just I, I hope it's not going to be a continuous thing. Um, don't know what the solution for that would be, but
2: um, well, yeah. I didn't notice it. Uh, I didn't notice anyone being debagged, so to speak. Uh, I yeah, what Joe pretty much said uh, stands true. Like some of the refs we were waiting on were playing, and no one else really wanted to step up. But then there were some times where, like, I would say three instances that I can recall right off the bat. we had to like shout from across the court to get the refs ready our refs ready and they were just whatever on their phones or whatever so but i will agree moseying around does happen across every round i'm sorry every region and it's not exclusively a south thing yeah for sure yeah it definitely isn't the case it was just more i mean i'm this round than anything
3: i'm pretty organized like i mean i have like my sheet all highlighted where refs need to be and everything i try to make sure everybody's there so i mean
2: Oh, no, no.
3: Yeah. <laughs> no, I'm just saying, but I mean, like, like I mean, like, but I, I will say with Joe, there were several times where I like, like, why are we like having all these refs just like, there's not a decision being made. And then I got like my team, like they'll kind of breathe down my neck. Cause they're trying to honor the whole, like only the captain should speak to the refs. And then I'm having to go over there and like, okay, like what's going on. And then they're like, no, you got to do this. And I'm like, no, like, look, this guy called it, this guy called it, let it go. Let's play. Like, I don't – there's no reason for us to be arguing about this. The ref called it. That's what it is. Let it be. And then um, move on from there. So, but no, there's definitely – there was a lot of – I saw quite a few, like, incidents where there was, you know, just a long standstill. Um, we even had one that there was, like, an injury playing um, Sergio's team. It just – I wasn't entirely sure. I haven't been a part of that type of a situation. I wasn't sure. if It took a while to get it situ- to handled. You know, but that game definitely took a little bit longer trying to – get someone's finger taped up you know i wasn't sure if we need to call it or not but there's just there's still a lot of just uncertainty um still a lot of like new refs not making calls and or just taking forever on them
2: well what happened with that was one of my teammates made a block and it was a clean block but then his finger collided with the hardwood floor and actually popped out of its socket so we're waiting for someone to break it back in (sighs) and (laughs) yeah so there were a few times where like, I stepped in to ref on his behalf just so he can wrap it up and pop it back in and be okay. So there were a few times I stepped in just to kind of keep everything going. Just because mm-hmm. even though I would like the tournament to continue and to run on time or whatever, my teammates' health and well-being are going to take precedence, and I'll step in to help out if need be.
1: Gotcha. Okay, so it wasn't people being D-bags. It was just refs maybe just need to make a call. Need to just kind of understand that they're control. They have a huge factor or role in 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 the timing of the of the match and um way different sounding than what I picked up up from from Dom in the in the East. So I mean that that's good.
2: Oh, absolutely.
1: Okay, absolutely. Gotcha. Um, so let's uh let's focus on something what I would consider to be a lot more positive, and that was uh brisket. So um. <laughs> Sergio, you're saying that uh, yeah. Eli, Eli Moreno's uh, Moreno's ah, I can't talk. Eli Moreno ah, somebody help me touch tongue Eli tied. Eli Moreno, thank you. Um, God, how to speak. His mom brought uh, brisket, or wh- how did that happen?
2: Uh, I mean, he let us know. I want to say three weeks before round two that his family was going to be bringing like some brisket to the venue, and uh, in between like round robin and eliminations, they were just going to be out there serving people and. You know, it was definitely the best brisket I had. And I had plenty of brisket the day before, so uh, it was definitely uh, a lot, way way more bang for my buck. <laughs> yeah, I mean that... I, I definitely would say the new hashtag for the South would be meet the South.
1: Yeah, I think yeah. Uh, meet the team actually approved that. They endorsed that. Oh.
2: If they endorse it, then let's continue.
1: So was that like a... Like, has that happened before, or was that just like a random... Like, hey, here's some amazing barbecue and will that be a thing for mm-hmm. round three? I
3: mean, that's the first time I think Eli's, you know, like someone's brought like a family food. I mean, the uh, New Orleans last year, I think uh, they had like a vendor outside they brought out and then um, I have done a couple of the, the local tournaments here where I've had like Kane's chicken sponsor like a hundred meals. Oh God, Cane's. Um, <laughs> Uh, so I mean, we eat a lot here. I guess I don't know. I, I mean, I didn't partake in any of the brisket. None of nobody on my team did. We wanted to. I, I didn't. We didn't know if it'd be something too heavy to eat or whatever. So we, because that was like literally like right around bracket play.
1: <laughs> well, I mean that that was awesome. And Eli, if you're listening, first of all, sorry for not being able to pronounce your name. I'll work on how to speak English and just talk well. And then two, um, that's that's awesome. I I was so jealous because like obviously the Seattle Classic was going on. That weekend, and then I had this charity tournament that I was doing, this foam one, and, um, you know, the classics served, I think, burgers or, or barbecue as well, and then um, I had a had a hot dog, like, that was, I was so <laughs> upset, I was like, I made the wrong choice, <laughs> and like, I didn't mean to drop the F-bomb, but that's that's literally how I felt, I was like, this sucks, <laughs> and, I mean, it was, it was a good event, like, don't get me wrong, the, the, I had a lot of fun playing foam, but I was playing foam, and I had a hot dog while I saw you guys getting down on some brisket, and I was just... I, I clearly should have listened to Alicia and participated in round two. But, um,
2: I'm surprised you had fun playing foam. That's the one I'm lying. I
1: I, <laughs> I, I, didn't. I, I just don't want to talk crap about the event. It was, it was a good event. It was fun. It was, it was for charity. Um, yeah. it was meant to be fun. But I was like, yeah, I mean, this is, this is better than not playing dodgeball, I guess. Anyway, um,
0: also, Steve said the F word, so we're all now at negative one. So we all have one
1: yeah. F. Yeah, I like it. <laughs> I think that's a. Is that how we're going to do
2: this now, Vaughn?
1: <laughs> I'll get my yep. bleeper ready. <laughs> yeah, my. <bad. laughs> I just I I, want, I had to capture how I felt. Like I really said that out loud. I was like these guys are eating brisket, and I got a freaking hot dog, and just. Uh, normally, I try to watch what I say, but uh, if we get that one free one, okay. <laughs> yeah, you guys can have freebie on me. <laughs> dang it. I think I already had one this year. Yeah. Yours isn't too bad. Um, all right. Yeah.
4: That, 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 uh, that barbecue came in super clutch for sure. The, the, they were super nice too. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure if it was his parents or I'm not sure, uh, who, how they were related to Eli, but they were super, super nice. So yeah, if, if Eli, if you're listening and, you can get your family to listen on behalf of everybody in the South. They were awesome and they were super nice, and the food was bomb. That's awesome. Please, I'll pitch again.
2: in if they want to come in for round three.
1: Uh, I'll, right. I'll throw some money down if that's okay. <laughs> then please uh, continue to supply the memes. Those are those get me through the day. Um, <laughs> all right. Well, speaking of memes, let's go ahead and start talking about some of the teams now, and and kind of do the comparison of you know the seating where they were uh, for round two versus round one. And right away, I just want to go into category five because we talked about memes and that triggered. Um, and it looks like they, I think they jumped fairly high. So it looks like they took 10th in round one and ended up seeding one, two, three, four, five, six. So can anybody kind of speak to them? Anybody get a chance to watch them play? And can somebody also remind me who their meme nemesis is?
3: Uh, uh, everybody?
2: Uh, yeah. <laughs> so I'm it, asking. Nemesis,
3: Clay
1: like who they're uh, targeting? Lone Star, mostly
0: Syndicate that they go up yeah, with. It is
1: okay. Yeah. Oh man, and they they just almost they almost uh, seated higher than Syndicate, and they they lost it by one. Um, yeah, I don't think Clay or any one of them go after anyone but Lone Star. Oh, it's Lone Star. Yeah, yeah. it's just they it's just them up. and Lone Star now. Hmm. <laughs> What is that noise? What was that? Uh,
3: That's my chair, man. My bad.
1: Okay. It's like like a duck in the background. I can
3: move it. I can switch chairs.
1: (laughs) That's all good. Okay. So was Lone Star, were they, they weren't there, right? I'm looking at this bracket. Lone Star is Syndicate. Oh, they are Syndicate. I think we talked about this already. I should know that. Okay. So they go after Lone Star slash Syndicate and um, was that, that's Eli's team, right? Syndicate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Awesome. Okay, my brain does remember some things. <clears throat> so, did anybody get a, a chance to see them play? Uh, Category five, and just maybe talk about what might have helped them bump up or. Like, I think the were... biggest
0: difference for them was they had Jarvik this round. I think they had everyone the same, at plus Jarvik, and Jarvik was throwing heat with the eight point five balls. He lit me up on one of them, and it—I mean, I had a massive, just red chest. He was—he was really just killing it.
4: Jarvik, uh, what's his last name? Yeah, for sure. Uh, Sorry. Jarvik, if you've ever met Jarvik, he is a mountain of a man. And uh, he takes up a lot of space on the court. And that might seem like a downfall to most teams that somebody takes up so much space on the court. But I think in the case of Category 5, he takes up so much space and he gets so much attention from the other teams that it it allows for some of the other guys to, to take some of those shots when everybody's looking at, this monster on the court.
1: Now, can this guy like? Can he catch? Can he defend himself? Is he mobile? Like, is it just? Yeah. Okay. Awesome.
3: Yeah, he, can, he can do a little bit of everything.
0: Yeah, he's he's really mobile for a big guy. But his big thing is he just likes to get down on his knees and just suck up at stuff you throw at him, and then he'll come up to the
3: line and light you up,
0: and go back and sit right back down, and just keep on doing it until he gets out.
3: Nice. They he's, were missing him, um, Clay, this time.
1: Clay Austin. I think he's he the
2: only it? person that they were missing.
3: Yeah, Clay, well, they, and Alex still isn't playing.
2: Oh, yeah. he was taking pictures. Yeah.
1: Gotcha. Um, looks like... So, Ascension took third. Oh. And then they took second. So, I, I'm i kind of not, not too shocked to see that one. But I'm, I'm a little shocked Well, they to see... had
2: a couple players missing from their team. So, they got some guys from Taken to fill in. And they had a bit of a feeling out process. In uh rom robin
1: ascension did yes oh, that's not bad i mean if they're able to improve that's that's a good sign all right so one one thing i'm noticing difference wise was uh was voodoo they went from sixth to third um can you guys comment on on them like how did they look and what what do you think they did to seed that well
4: yeah i think i think for me was seeing uh they had the whole band back together i mean they had Derek out and and uh all, all the rest of the guys that they, yeah, Hitch, those guys. I think they were not at round one. So I think, yeah, having having the, it was it just the two that were there that weren't there at round one. Uh, well, uh, what's the redheaded dude? There's Kyle Fern. Yeah, he's Fern not coming back. Either, I, said. I don't know, but it just felt like they had that like that chemistry back that they didn't have at round one. Um, yeah, I mean. I saw. I, I definitely saw them struggle a little bit. I saw them. I saw them go through some some highs and lows. But I think, uh, yeah, I think playing with the guys that they had been practicing with and playing with, you know, I think I think that chemistry and that uh, comfort level with them playing together just helped them move up.
1: Makes sense. Yeah, just going off of the comment made, comment I made earlier about, you know, okay, round one's done. Now we're into round two. Let's see where that consistency lies and and uh, these teams that are practicing with each other. So that makes sense um how about uh wrecking balls joseph how was your how was your team looking you said um the play felt a little bit slower you weren't catching nearly as much but i mean you guys took fourth and i think ultimately ended up placing what third yeah so i mean as far as our performance um, we did really good i
3: mean it's been uh you know we were practicing mondays with outsiders up for a couple weeks ago or something like that. And then um, we actually have another gym we've been going to because we're trying to get more dodgeball um, started like in Dallas. So we're trying to find another gym. So we've been practicing there on Wednesdays. Um, so us personally, we've been doing a lot. Uh, we had the whole team still there. Actually, no, we did have the whole team. So that's the first because around when we were missing Anthony and Miller and um, Sam Fobbs, and we actually had them both here. Um, had a little bit of a rocky star. I think, um, with Anthony, he hadn't played in a tournament in a while and he was just trying to get his bearings and figure out his role with our teams. That's actually his first time to play with our team in a tournament situation. And all we've been doing is practicing with him. So, um, this is Anthony, we, Miller, we finally, right? hmm?
1: this is Anthony Miller. Yeah. Okay. Sure.
3: And then, um, you know, he just had his recently just had a third kid and working a lot. And, um, he came through for us, uh, more towards the end. He started kind of waking up a little bit, trying to get in the groove in. And then, um, Sam actually really, came out. This has been a while for him to, to play. And, uh, he killed it. In my opinion, he was out there doing his best. He's he's, um, you know, mid thirties. He's out there in really good shape for anybody really out there. And, um, he's doing everything he can do to keep the team in the and playing in any of the games we had to play in, uh, Justin Razi, uh, they were all on point. Um, same with Nick. Everybody was doing good. We, I mean, we took two losses. We we lost to Cat Five. We were doing some, trying something out different because we don't get to practice with the whole team all the time. So, and it, it turned out to be a mistake, and uh, <laughs> uh lost to Cat Five, and then we lost to uh, Lone Star in the round robin.
1: So, gotcha. but overall, I mean, pretty pretty solid improvements and mm-hmm. people. I mean, we up. definitely
3: got we still. There's always room for improvement. There's definitely um, room for for more growth. I mean, uh, I like like what they said about them going to the West. Outsiders going to the West. I know last year when the group of us went to Minnesota, just it, just the experience of seeing other people play in their regions and other types of play. It's definitely the North. That area definitely isn't the West, but there was a mix of players from everywhere there. So, I mean, that that was a huge improvement. We didn't travel anywhere like that this year. So I feel like, um, it, it, seeing outsiders come back from that, the West tournament, like just the speed, the absolute speed and, um, I mean, I could say almost vicious, you know, I mean, it's not like they're out there doing anything mean or anything or you know, out of malice or anything like that. But it's just like, you know, I'm about to say something there, but, you know, it's just like, <laughs> shoot. <laughs> um, it, it's, a, it's a different game now. It's a different game because, I mean, I'm watching some of the YouTube videos and I'm just like, at certain points, you can actually see they're, they're, they're calm, collective, laughing, chilling. And I can see my team playing next to them. And we're struggling against um, whoever we're playing. Judgment, and then was, they, they were—that was another good team there. But we were fighting for our position to get into third, and they're running through Ascension. And I'm not being mean to Ascension, and they ran through us too because we had to play Outsiders. They're the ones that bumped us out, and it was what four-one I think, and then I think Ascension. Uh, what'd you guys do like 4-0 on them or something? Four-one yeah, I can't remember. But it, it's just the 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 field isn't level anymore. It's not even close at this point, in my opinion. I mean, my team can get mad at me for saying that later or whatever. That's fine. But it's you visually see it, and you can't take that away. So now we have to come up with something better. Either start showing up the Monday practices with them again, or just who wants it more. Like, like Joe and Bombo said, who wants it more? Who wants to get in front? So, But as far as my team and our performance, showing up sober, showing up on time, being ready to play, they, everything was better. It was great. We could come up on third. We finally place. We'll get money back in our pocket. That's not a bad deal.
1: That's good. I mean, you know, top three is is, is good. And then two, <clears throat> excuse me, mm-hmm. to kind of talk about the comment you made about you know what more can we do. I mean, that's like you said, that's where practices come in. That's where you have to uh, to learn how to want it more. And um, who knows? Maybe maybe if if it's feasible, traveling outside your region to to get a taste of what the outsiders did. I think it was, uh, I think it was Dominic or he, he, you can correct me if I'm wrong, down if you're listening, but uh, I think he said like outsiders is like the new, you're like the doom of the South now. Like you just, you guys are just clearly doing something right. Um, already. I mean, from, from the get go last, when we talked about, um, or we recapped last season to, to now, I mean, I, if I was Batman bet man, I'd probably say I, I'm picking you guys for obviously taking round three. Um, uh, Pardon me hopes that that's different just because it's good to see some variety but I mean you know what else can you do um when you have such a such defi- decisive wins and I definitely want to talk about your final match with Ascension when we get into when we get into brackets but um one question that popped up Vaughn was just um who, who's doing better right now between the twin uh with the siblings Elijah and Mikey or Mike who's um I, I'm definitely putting you on the spot I guess but if you I, just, I want to stir the pot <laughs> with those two 'cause I remembering that yeah. the interview and the competition that they had with each other.
0: It's hard to say who's doing better. They have such different skill sets that it's hard to compare. Um Elijah's survivability has been a lot better than Mikey's this season, but Mikey's been catching everything. He led our team in catches again, um overall this weekend in both co in both Coed and Open. So I think it's just hard to say. Their skill sets are so different and their their builds are so different. Um you know, they're, they're siblings, and you can look at them and tell their siblings, you know, or at least that they're related, but their their body types, their play style, everything is different, so it's it's hard to say, but they're, they're both kind of doing better than the other in different areas.
1: Yeah, and that's, I guess that's probably a really good thing, too, for your team. I mean, you have one that's, you know, really offensive and really good at that, and then one's really good at being defensive, or however you want to put it. It's probably what you need anyway, so... I'm sure that dynamic helps out, but um, I'll try to stir the pot again, maybe come round three, I'll think of a a better one.
0: (laughs) Um, I'll see who makes me more mad between now and round three, and then I'll just give you
1: that answer. (laughs) Excellent. (laughs) There we go. (laughs) That's how you do it. (laughs) So the seeds of descent, starting starting now. Um, Well, Sergio, let's talk about Revolver. Um, You guys were, I think, what, ninth seed last time, moved up to eight Let's talk about your team. What was your experience like?
2: Well, um, this round, uh, we have uh, Matt Taser. He couldn't make it for round one. So adding him to the rotation uh, took a little bit of a adjustment period. But he meshed well with us right away. Um, whenever I sat out, he was on the court calling the plays and getting everyone organized. Uh, but other than that, like don't, the biggest difference between – our team our team in round two and round one in round one we seated ninth but we had a lot more catches across the board this time we collectively did better as far as like calling out plays and everything and executing uh the said plays but catching was a struggle mm. that was the biggest thing like I, I know for me like i don't know what it was like i had a lot of catches that i fumbled that i normally wouldn't it was like a lot of balls that were in the bread basket and then last second taking awkward belts, and it, if anything, that was more like that was my biggest uh, critique, and it was more so on myself than anything because I had led the team in catches last season or last season last uh, round, and here I am fumbling, and we're doing better. Like that's not what I wanted. <laughs> I wanted us to do better, and me snag those catches. I'm kind of greedy that way, but. <laughs> Um, I'm glad we did better. It's just on my end, I' a little disappointed.
1: Gotcha. Well, I mean, there's always around three. Uh, it's not over yet, and yes, you sir. have the the luxury of living in LA, which I would say is probably the best place to practice some dodgeball. So maybe we'll have a, a different tone next time I ask. You about your your team totally putting you out, putting you out there there. <laughs> um, wanted to talk about Hira Curie um the i uh, think the, the hooch's team okay so he, so that was his open team yeah yeah and that was like a a combination of obviously hooch um but i think some bay area players as well or anybody uh, you know, yeah Serge? a
2: lot of them uh live right by brendan so he knew a lot of the
1: players are brendan Bolliard. oh okay um what, what do they look like? I mean, we're talking about, like, outsiders going to the West. Um, now we have a, another team going to, uh, to the South. Like, can, you, can any of you guys kind of talk about your experience playing against them? Like, do they look like they were out of place, like they belonged? or?
2: Uh, from my perspective, um, I don't know if Hooch is on that team because I saw him wearing a Rise jersey the whole day. But uh, th- they look like they were just trying to figure everyone out. Uh, not that they were out of place or anything. They just wanted to see what the other team was doing and then react accordingly. Like, I felt like they were more, uh, how, do you, how do you say, it? like a counter punching team? Like, whatever your best uh, option was, they were going to look to isolate that and then just play what they needed to rather than impose their will, so to speak. I felt like they were doing a lot more reading and reacting.
1: I was going to say, that they're probably very reactionary. And I, I think that might be like the default if you're. If you're a newly assembled team or a randomly team, assembled team, because obviously each belongs to Grit for the West, and you're kind of okay. just kind of playing it by ear and, and seeing how it goes before you go in there guns blazing. Um, no pun intended, really. I just came out. <laughs> uh, I think you're going to say something, Joe, about them or Joseph.
3: Yeah, it was. Um, you know, it, it wasn't the same. thing. I mean, I can't speak for. Than going to the west or any of the east or the north or any of those other regions but like they kind of felt it, it was a lot of good like individual talent but like yeah they, i think they were i don't even think it was really reactionary i think they were really trying to figure out who was doing what like they were trying to get a game plan formulated and just trying something new every time
1: gotcha. um, i mean they weren't
3: they weren't bad by any means it just um it just didn't feel like they were
4: ready yeah i mean they uh <clears throat> they were super cool. Everybody was super nice on that team. Yes. Um, they have like the dopest jerseys ever. I told them I was going to buy one. They were pretty sick. Yeah. Um, oh. but, um, <laughs> yeah, I think, I think the, the difference that kind of set them apart from some of the, some of the teams is, yeah, they just, they just kind of seem like they were green, you know, like the, they'll, I think they'll get there. They, they just weren't quite there yet. Gotcha.
1: Yeah. And that could be, you know, are the, are they going to stick together, uh, in the West. Um, again, Hooch hates to admit it. He's a pretty good player. Um, terrible person, but good player, And but they're going to lose oh, him geez. when he goes to the West because he plays for Grit. So. Okay. Yeah, I, I, Hooch is alright. He's a good guy. Not like Koi. Koi is just a... Jeez, but, um, you already ruined the podcast by
2: mentioning his name. Why? I, Why? I don't know. It just First you dropped the F-bomb, now this.
1: Yeah. <laughs> that's, that's what happens when you bring up Coyve. just It just ruins everything. There you go, um, twice. Yep. All right, no more. Let's move on. Uh, so let's go ahead and get into uh, the bracket play. And I just wanted to kind of highlight just a couple of games um, just to kind of see if we can cover any of the other, other teams that we kind of discussed previously. Um, I, I definitely want to kind of, I guess, find out more about um, your match, uh, Sergio, against uh, Kiri. So it looks like they, they showed up. They did a pretty good job, four to one. But uh, what, what was it like for your end? Like, what, what was that uh, battle like?
2: Uh, well, that they they seemingly uh, because before uh, we ended round robin, we actually played them and beat them two one, and in that in that sequence, they were more reactionary, and just be in like the ten minute break that we had in between that game and this game, you can tell like they had a great a better idea of how to attack us. But each game, I can remember Hooch taking more ownership as far as play calling. Uh, it kept coming down to like the last. Two or three players on each side, and then a couple catches that could have gone our way but got bobbled um, was the difference maker in that regard. But it was there was no like considerable blowouts on either end. They seemed more imposing when we played them, and it shows. and It showcase on their end.
1: So, a, kind of a, a different team in bracket play versus what you saw in round robin, clearly. Correct. Okay. Yeah, going back to Hooch, I mean, I wonder if he uh, dug into his NCO roots and uh, and pulled some leadership out of there or, or what. But um, I don't NCO? know. Some, some teams, uh, what's that?
2: You said NCO. What oh yeah,
1: mean? it's non commissioned officer. He's a he's a sergeant. Oh, oh okay. That's why I like of to course. give him a hard time. I mean, <laughs> he definitely had that kind
2: of vibe. I didn't know if he was military or not, but he had that vibe right
1: away. I could tell. Yeah, no, he is, and that that's another reason why I like to dig at him because. <laughs> don't worry, trust me. I get it back. So, okay, um, yeah, I'm, I'm curious to see what what happens. Like, if, if they're gonna be, here Curry is gonna be a team that we'll see in round three at West, I'll be there, gay. Or if they're gonna be uh, at round three South or anywhere else. So, I'm curious to see where that's gonna go, and um, I guess we'll we'll find out in a couple months. But um, I do want to kind of skip forward to uh, to one team that I, I kind of overlooked. Um, this is for you, Joseph. Your third place mm-hmm. battle. Um, against uh Juggernaut, so unless I'm looking at this incorrectly, it looks like was it Judgment or
3: Juggernaut? I thought it was
1: Judgment. Is it judge oh, I'm so sorry. Uh, Judgment, yeah, there you yeah. Okay, so Judgment, um, looked like they, I think, seeded 11th, but they clearly did something to, I mean, they clearly changed something. I mean, they they ended up taking category five four to two, they beat out Voodoo four to three, and then um. Lost to Ascension four two, and then faced you guys for third place. Can you kind of kind of walk me through that match? It's it's
3: an interesting team because um it's a new team. I mean, Adam has been around dodgeball for a while here. Um, they have Adam Demir from oh, Space Connects. Oh, it's that
1: Adam. Okay, cool. It's,
3: it's two Adams on that team, and then um the, it was it's Tory, right? I always feel like I say his name wrong. From um, West Coast, from Showtime.
1: Tori, yeah. Yeah, so he's on Story that Thompson. team, yeah.
3: And then uh, they have Yoshi, or Ortega. They actually picked up Curl, which is a player that used to play Elite with Rage and uh, a couple other teams. Um, and I feel like I'm missing a couple other guys on this team. So it, it's like a really big mixed bag of tricks there. Like they all have been playing. They've all had a really good experience. Um, so watching them come up, and Adam actually practices with us a lot. Like he just shows up to our random practices by himself or sometimes with like his son, D. And um, they'll play, and then he used to show up on Mondays some too. I'm not sure if he still is. Um, but it was, uh, I think we joke that one all the way out with him. They we were playing really good. Um, we really can't, uh, you know, when bracket play, everybody wants, you know, at this point, everybody, we're fighting for third. So that's what we we want to get. We're fighting for it. They're fighting for it. They're fighting just to make a place for themselves. And um, it, it was it was just a fun game. Everybody was holding back and getting their shots in. There was a... Think like at one point Adam Demir's rolling across the court, um, somehow manages to get past like you know two or three balls and run fifth one or fourth one catches him and then you know, Sam on our team ends up doing the same thing manages to get unscathed. Uh, it was it was just a really fun game. It was a really good game, um, and I was I was happy to see them moving up because it's once again I mean when you have a team like that coming in brand new and there's so many other brand new teams and they're starting to move up and then you know they actually sneak past um, Lone Star. You know, that's, that's a good thing. You know, there's other people out there wanting it and trying to do it. So it just, it makes everybody else need to try that much harder. Because um, like I said, there's really not that many people out here practicing that I know of unless they're doing it on their own. Um, so it, it's it's good to see other people have to know. Adam Demir won't be here for the third round because um, I guess the East and the South are in the same day. Um, so, he won't be here because he plays co ed with us, but he won't be here to play with them either. So, I don't know how they're going to fill it or what they're going to do, but um, he may have to make a couple adjustments. But he'll, Adam, uh, Adam Hornbeck, he'll be able to figure it out.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. That's where the, uh, find out where the loyalties lie. Like, oh, yeah, no, I'm, I belong to the Space Cadets after all. So, it's, it's... well, it's
3: funny we were talking about that because he, I mean, he's seated here, but I guess Space Cadets haven't seated in, over there yet. So, um, he had made some mention. That I guess there were some issues going on over there. So, I don't know if they're, um, what their plans over there. But he goes, if anything oh. changes, he'll let us know. So I was like, okay. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm assuming he's he's going to be in the East.
1: Gotcha. And uh, just real quick, I just remembered this. Uh, were you expecting to play for third place again? Unlike last time where I think you guys were like...
3: Well, we were definitely ready this time. We okay. didn't go sit down, so... I <laughs> <Yeah.
1: laughs> think you had to uh, like, chase one we, of your guys out the door, like, hey, come
3: back, we're still playing. <laughs> uh, he had already taken his shoes off. Yeah, he there was there sitting on the bleachers ready to go. Um, no, we, we were, once we... Um, we lost the outsiders. We knew we had another game, so we were just waiting to find out who we had to play.
1: I wonder if uh, and, if that made the difference—the uh, fact that you guys were prepared to play versus uh, last time, where it was kind of a shock. And,
3: um, uh, oh, like I said, it, it was—it's—it's it's, <laughs> if you haven't been in this situation, um, I, I don't want to jump into the the no sting, but like the same thing happened to no sting with continuing the Moonstar Star, just because like I said, it was a memorable moment for me. I'm watching them play; they're playing for third and fourth. They're thinking it's a best of seven continuum, and then mm. they go up two. That's it. It's best of three in that that third and fourth you know place round, and you know they're all like they're like in shock. They're like, well, "Are you joking with me?" Like they're yelling at the refs, like, nah, 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 "Stop messing with us!" And then they finally realize they just got third. I mean, it's it's a kind of a crazy thing. So um, if you just because a new format, if you haven't been all the way through the end of it, you really don't know.
1: Yeah. So the the team that won. They were. They thought they were being um, pranked. Well, yeah, they
3: thought they were just like, "What do you mean? It's best of seven. It's best of seven. Oh, it's best of three for this round. Oh. You already lost. It's best of three, so it's finished out." And then they, you know, they came on on top of that. So it was, it, it was good to see their reactions because the way they took it, they were. I mean, it's really surprised moment. For us, we were just like I said, we were waiting this time. We we knew what was going on. We were like, right. okay, we saw Lone Star and Judgment playing. We're gonna play the winner of that game. So now we're sitting there waiting and we're watching and. You know, kind of
1: going from there. Okay. Yeah. I was going to say, it so, sucks if you did not know um, that it was best two of three and you think, okay, we still have two more, at least two more matches to kind of fight our way oh through. Oh, man. They,
3: they lined up and they were ready to go. <laughs>
1: <Okay>. <laughs> uh, so, I guess that's, that's, that's good for them then. They could have mm-hmm. f- probably played out a little bit worse if they were thought otherwise. Um, Vaughn and Joe, let's talk about the finals. So I've made this comment several times. going to make it again. 4 0 doesn't necessarily show sweep but I mean it's it's hard not to think that especially when we're talking about the intensity that you guys brought from the west um, into this bracket into round robin but uh, what can you guys comment about how your teams looked um, for the finals before you guys took it yeah I think, the biggest
4: thing
2: is,
0: I think by the time we got to the final we were just too hot from the rest of the day I, I don't think that there was much of a chance anyone would have stood in that final, to be honest. We were just really hot, really rolling. Um, Ascension's a good team. They're, I think their biggest problem is continuity. Um, they haven't had the same roster, at I don't think, any round in the South that they came down to. So that's something that they'll have to kind of try and work out. Um, we did a really good job of keeping control of the game, controlling the pace, keeping ball control. Um, most of the time when they threw at us that I can remember, it was, you know, they were having to throw um, a single ball, so we were able to dodge or catch, and we were just able to really control the game, control the pace, and um, just build you know, or finish off from all the
4: momentum that we built out throughout the rest of the day. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, that, just <clears throat> that, that intensity and that level of play that Outsiders was bringing going into that final, it was like, I mean, I don't know how everybody else felt, but just watching outsiders play all day, going into that final, it was like that. Yeah, they they're not going to be stopped at this point. <laughs> they're not going to be denied. It. And uh, you know, Ascension, Ascension's a, r- a really good group of guys. They had they had two people from another region playing with them uh, this round, so I think yeah, like that 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 definitely affected them. Um, not having Trey and Devin there. Um, but yeah, those guys are, they're on the cusp. They're super young. And, uh, I tell them all the time, like these, they just stay together, make a nationals trip, may, you know, go to the West coast. If you can, I try to, I try to urge those guys to really just stay together. Cause they're right there. They're, they're like on the cusp. And when you have a team that's on the cusp going against a team, who's cutthroat right now, you know, it's it, unfortunately, that's kind of the way it, it played out for them. But, um, it was good. Good for outsiders, for sure.
1: Gotcha. Yeah. good? Yeah.
0: I think they're gonna run into, um, you know, a, a part where it really shifts and they start taking over a lot of these teams, and they're kind of gonna be a really great team coming out of the South. Um As long as they stay together and work, you know, like we've talked about before, when outsiders first got together, we weren't good at all. We were pretty bad, but we just kept working, and working. We had, you know, continuity through our roster. We you know, found the plays that worked for us, the style that worked for us, the pace that worked for us. So um, like Joe said, they're really young. And I think just getting more experience building on that continuity, building as a team, and they're going to be um, another really, really good team coming out of the South um, at some point they're, they're good. Now they're better than we were probably at this point um, in their career as a team. Um, so as long as they keep working, they are, they're going to get there. They're going to get there for sure.
1: I'm really glad you said that because uh, there's one thing that um, I I like to hear and reiterate, and um, surprisingly enough, I I guess I always knew, but like when I heard Tim Fullerton from Rise say it, it's it you got to just stick together and and and, and you know kind of hack it out, I guess for lack of better words, and just hang in there uh, because as you were saying, Joe, they're they're ju- possibly just at that cusp. Um, it's probably hard to. To try to say like oh yeah they were so close to beating the team that i'm on that i want to win but they're young as you've said and if they can just kind of iron out some of the i guess like some of the um i don't say issues but just have like a consistent roster practice and maybe even as you guys have suggested go to another region to to, to play against other other teams that that might be that final little push before they they uh, um you know get to a higher level of playing so it's um it's always cool for me to see, especially now with all the recaps going back to last year, these teams that were kind of eh, like middle of the pack to stepping up considerably, sticking through it and then hearing that a lot of their their wins or a lot of their progress has been dedicated or been attributed to watching film, practicing, keeping the rosters consistent and, and just doing the things that a team is supposed to do to get better. As opposed to, oh, we're gonna assemble six of who we think are the best players. We're gonna we're gonna try to play really, you know, play well together. We're gonna not win and then give up and then try again with a different roster. So it's good to see a uh, consistency win, and I'm glad that that's kind of being being preached here. Just real quick, um, is this the team that Jalen Gartner's on?
0: He played with Syndicate. He played with Syndicate. Yeah. Okay.
1: So yeah. so these guys, like you said, the, the, there's a good chance that they'll be around for a while, um, even. Potentially uh, going to nationals, maybe? Yeah.
4: yeah they plan I on going so. to nationals.
1: That's what I've heard, anyway. Cool. If it's in Texas, maybe, which I think is possibly the rumor. We'll see. Um, I heard what. <laughs> you guys know something? I don't, because... uh, well.
3: No, it's just I, I keep hearing somebody. It's, it's 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 in Austin. It's here. It's there. It's there. And Then somebody's like, who started that? It's like, yeah. I don't know.
4: I, I played the fifth. <laughs> okay. Uh, interesting. There you go.
1: There, you go. <laughs> there we have it.
0: Um, I'm bound by an NDA. Oh, <laughs>
2: I, can, I, can get I think you out y'all of that. need to come out here. That's what it is. Y'all need to come out here.
1: I mean, Ugh, why? <laughs> it's so
4: far. We already went.
1: Yeah, it's it's been yeah the, it's been Vegas for, for the years. South. <laughs> it's, the West has had the seat for so long. I I want to go to Austin. That's that's a cool city. Yeah, but we haven't had a nationals in the West.
3: I mean, just think about it. Just keep it all centralish. Yeah. Everybody can make the same trips into the central, you know. And
2: yeah, that's true. But if we're keeping I mean, it consistent, the two years after uh, Las Vegas, there was one in NOLA, which is in the South one in Boston, and then you have one in, last year in Minneapolis. There's that one region that hasn't got theirs yet.
1: We've had Vegas from 2004, and I know this isn't Elite's doing, but <laughs> it's, it's been, it's been <laughs> the West for a long time. You know what? We'll have it in Tulsa, Oklahoma, because they can't even pay people to live there, so it's cheap. It's centric. <laughs> there you go. Problem Done. solved. Done.
2: If we can get that brisket up in Tulsa, we're good.
1: Nope. <laughs>
2: <laughs> Who said no? There's
3: no such thing as Oklahoma barbecue. Yeah, I don't know what it's like.
1: I get like, like beer or something.
3: No. I said, no, you can't get that in Oklahoma, man. You can't even get real beer in Oklahoma.
1: Okay, oh, 4%. Ooh. Never mind. I, I take that back. <laughs> <laughs> you a yeah, if you're going TV. from Texas to Oklahoma,
0: everyone knows you bring your own beer because the beer yeah. is too weak, though. Well, there
2: goes
1: really any chance of me ever visiting Oklahoma, ever. Yeah, there, there's no reason to go there. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, my mistake.
2: Well, in that case, I'm a campaign for Dallas. Um, we can keep all
1: that there. That'd be great. That'll work for me. <laughs> all right, so as you guys probably know, um, I, I had this idea to send out these like quick surveys just to get some some feedback or shout-outs or, shout outs or uh, just to help us you know, kind of cover the event more. And so I did get a couple of responses. So I'm just gonna read out what what I'm what I was given. So if you guys can chime in and back me up on these, that'd be great. Um, the first one, and this guy I believe is is anonymous. So he basically said, uh, first shout out was Ralph Robinson, uh, seamlessly jumping into corner for ascension. So you know talked about how it's it's a kind of newly formed team. They're kind of pulling from other. Uh, other players or new players trying to get their their roster solidified. But can anybody talk about Ralph at all, or can kind of chime in on that comment?
4: Yeah, I thought he I thought he did real good for Ascension. Um, it's it's a lot different than seeing Trey on the corner, who Trey is like a monster on the corner. He's huge, and then you got Ralph, who's who's a little bit smaller of a guy, can move. I think a little bit better. Um, and the part that I, I was really surprised about is that he's also like really, really young, apparently, like they are. He's also super, super young. So I think he just fit into that dynamic really well, I and mean, I think he, he did pretty well for them.
1: Awesome. So maybe we'll, we'll talk about him or hear about him for round three. And then?
0: Yeah, I think he played on the alpha team that did really well um, in the north round. So he oh, plays, okay. I think, primarily on the east and then jumped. I think he's from Ohio. So he drove up for the north round two and played – on Alpha, who who did really
1: well up there? Yeah, I think they took first actually. They, I think they, uh, what whatever they did? They really shocked everybody, and they're they are you know, first they, with they, five that's what I meant. They
2: seated first.
1: Yeah, no, that, that's what I meant. Sorry. Um, yeah, same same reaction. Um, you know, when we saw that with the West with the outsiders taking, we're like, we'll wait, wait, what? Um, but that, that's cool. I like I like seeing that. And um, Alpha, if I recall correctly, is a primarily UDC uh, team, so it's good to see that they've converted from. Uh, into Earthball Joe, if you're listening. I'm um, never going to call it Earthball, just for the record. That's fine. I'll get it. I can edit it any way <laughs> I want. Um, his other comment, and actually, this was Adam Demir. So if you listed yourself, I'm assuming you're not anonymous. I just read the note. Um, he also said um, a player on Continuum uh, was just lighting people up all day. And I think we offline determined that that was uh, Boo, Booski. Yes. Yeah,
4: yeah, yeah, Boo, boo kills people.
1: He kills people. That dude's
0: so he intense. He's just like, he's got this crazy amount of energy with him, and he's very intense on the court. Off the court, he's the nicest guy. He will joke around with you all day. He comes up and gives everyone hugs when he shows up. But on the court, he's so intense, and he just he does.
1: He lights people up. He just has like a switch where it's like, okay, it's game on. I'm gonna murder people now. And then off the court, hey, I'm a nice person.
0: He almost killed me on the sideline. Yeah. I had
1: gotten
4: out.
0: <laughs> <laughs> And a ball just comes whizzing past my face, and I snapped around, and he's like, "Oh my god!" And after the game, he came up to me. He's like, "I just turned around and saw a jersey, and I threw it. I'm so sorry." I said, like, "If it was anybody else but you, I would have been pissed."
1: But <laughs> he just saw okay. a jersey, and he just unloaded. Like that's that's what he said. <laughs> all right, if I ever uh, if I ever see this gentleman, I'll, I'll be be weary of him. Just uh, just on the off chance that. Just, just take your jersey off when you yeah. get to the outline. Say, like, "Hey man, I'm not playing. Like, don't." don't yeah, yeah. Don't if if me. you
4: meet, if you get to meet Boo, yeah, you'll know. If, if you're wearing a jersey, it's just like a, it's just like a target. It, it's it's a red mark. You know, it's yeah, a red you mark on his, do if on his uh, doppler. <laughs>
2: if if you're playing him, you got to wear like that red shirt that they make quarterbacks wear in
1: practice. <laughs> Once you get to the outline, don't touch the red. I, I still think that might be, especially because it's red. Um, just from the way it sounds, I just I'll, I'll take my jersey off. Like, no, I'm good, man. I'm a, I'm a non-combatant. Yeah, you can't kill me. Conscientious, uh, conscientious objector. Um, then Adam also said, uh, shout out to Vendetta in general for keeping their heads up, uh, or for keeping their heads, I should say, when they had a ton of close calls go against them and not taking it out on the refs so earlier. Um, you know, I made the comment about people being d-bags to refs from the. East uh, recap. It wasn't really trying to make the two similar with South. It sounds like the refs just needed to make the calls a little bit quicker. So it's good to hear hear that um, this is a, a good example of hey, the ref made a call. It's not really what we wanted, but we're just going to continue to play and not take it on them because it's a tough job. So that's definitely a, a good shout out there. Um, the other one I got was from, uh, Torrey Thompson. This, this kind of alludes to what, uh, you talked about Joseph with judgment, um, <clears throat> and how they performed. So he says, I like to shamelessly shout out my own team after playing pretty poorly in open 8.5 round Robin seating. I think it was 11th. Uh, we flipped the switch and elimination to knock out the sixth and third seeded teams and finished placing fourth overall. So. Um, definitely feel you when you try to plug your own team or, or yourself, but uh, I would agree I mean just just looking at the whatever changes you guys made to take forth um, says a lot about the resiliency and um, Doing whatever it took to uh to go that far. I mean if we look at the brackets they what do they do They beat uh, category 5 beat voodoo Um, lost to Ascension, but they took two on them. And then sounds like they gave you a good battle, uh, Joseph. So was there anything that you wanted to add to that? Um, Kind of because we're revisiting them, or do you kind of just agree uh, with what we talked about earlier? No, I I
3: definitely agree with them. Just a a shout-out to all of them for, one, being able to make it and come out there. Um, Some of those guys weren't there for round one. And I, I definitely hope they can continue and come out to the next round and you know nationals after that. Cause I mean any, any team that's going to, if they're going to continue to do better, if they can make it to nationals, that's a whole other experience that they can all think they can have together. And hopefully like we've been saying and continue to say that the more you can keep your teams together, the better off you'll be. Sure, You, know, you can just keep growing from there. I mean, my, my, our nationals was our last year. So when we're still here, we're, still getting better we're not where we we're not where i want us to be i can be guilty i don't know if the whole team wants the same thing i want but i want to be higher up and then i you know according to some of your other podcasts i listen to with the other old guys i'm 37 things hurt <laughs> i don't know if i could still keep doing this i found this sport really late um so i i just got to continue doing my thing so i know what i want and Hopefully, everybody else on my team does. But, no, to Tori, yeah, uh, I definitely agree. They, they need to keep coming out, and they did really good.
1: For sure. Yeah, no, I appreciate that. I appreciate the uh, the shameless shout-outs. I appreciate all kinds. Um, this is just going to add a new dynamic to the whole podcast and recap. So, um, definitely wouldn't know to talk about this unless it's thrown at our, at, at us. So, I definitely appreciate it. Um, last but not least, um, so this person, this was truly anonymous. I have no idea who did this. Um, Sergio going ham to close out Category 5 and Open Round Robin <laughs> like a man possessed. So It was Sergio. I was just going to say, did you do this, Sergio? No. <laughs> I'll trace I the not. IP address. I'll find out if it was you or not. <laughs> <laughs> no, that
2: was not me. I would, I would put my name attached to it if it was. For but sure. I want to say that had to be either one of my teammates or maybe Eli, because he also noted that. Um, what happened in that was in the two matches we played against Category 5, um, it, in, it was in the same situation where it was two of us against one of them. And I don't – I'm probably going to butcher this guy, but he's bald. He wears glasses. Lance. Lance? Nice. Yeah. Immediately. <laughs> okay. So he went after one of my teammates, and then I had a ball in my hand. And once he relinquished Burden, I did what we call the rise play where I closed the distance and rushed him and like pegged him really hard. And I can hear him on the sideline while we were switching courts saying, do not let him do that again. Do not let him do that again. (laughs) And then game two, same thing happens. The only difference is it's not Lance. It's someone else, kind of like wavy hair. He's he's totally telegraphing a no look coming my way, but he's just, I keep blocking it down, blocking it down. And once I realize he only has one ball on his side and I have five, I just do the same thing again. I close the distance, rush him down, and just and peg him. And then you can kind of hear, not Lance, but someone else on the sideline was like, what did we just say? What did I just tell you? What did we, what did we just say? Do not let this guy do that.
1: Well, I'll definitely have to hear about whether or not you were allowed to do that again for round, uh, for round three. See if hey, they, hey, hey, hey! I, I saw that on video, and I can do that. <laughs> I always take what I can and apply it the best way I can. Well, whomever made that shout out, I think that's pretty cool. Like a man possessed, that's always that's always fun to watch when someone's just on a continuous. Like a they kill wrote streak. like
2: a man possessed.
1: Yeah, right. It's right in front of. Well, I don't know if you can see, but um, yeah, capitalized <laughs> ham.
2: Yeah, I wasn't really happy about that. Yeah, yeah, not, like a
1: man possessed. <laughs> not, not poor cam or Taylor rolls, whatever, but, but just straight up ham. Uh, I'm not going to let that go. Uh, speaking of letting things go, um, Team Taco versus Team Pizza. Uh, obviously, I got to ask you guys last round. Vaughn, your taco, Joseph Taco, Sergio Taco. Joe, what are you? Didn't get to ask you.
4: I'm, I'm going to have to say taco. Okay. <laughs> Joe came over to our house
0: last night and made tacos.
4: That's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That's a real story. I didn't make that up. Oh, okay. <laughs> well, you never bring
2: tacos with the briskets? <laughs>
1: made cognitas. Hey, <laughs> freaking Sean Anderson, man! That guy's gonna, <laughs> he's gonna win.
4: I don't like this. I, I asked him for one of those jerseys, but he said he didn't have any extras. Oh, bull crap! I'm sure he can make more. People
1: are crapping out jerseys so fast now. Like it's, he, he's lying. <laughs> I'm going to send him a team pizza jersey And I'm going to find out where he lives And I'm going to send him like Domino's pizza like
4: once a week some Something cheap but just to send a message <laughs> But um
1: Let me uh you need, a, you
4: need to make a jersey with a line down the middle That's got a taco on one side and pizza on the other That would never coexist You're either one or the other <laughs> You'll never wear that Ooh, But uh I mean, a, you a, roll. A, a versus you, symbol in between Ooh. What
3: if you roll your pizza like a taco?
4: I mean,
1: somebody suggested that that's not the same. <laughs> it doesn't count. Well, technically, it, it, pizza and tacos played in this uh, Seattle classic, and tacos won. So yeah, for that, but. it's a bad week for pizzas.
3: So I mean, I like them. I like them both equally. I mean, I really have a hard time with this.
1: Yeah, they're both great. No, don't get me wrong. I, I, do, love, <laughs> I do love both, but if I had to choose, it would still be pizza. Just because uh, I'm going to blame the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles as a kid. I did not know what pizza was until I started watching that that cartoon.
3: I think it's just because pizza hurts now. It's worth pizza it though. Hurt. It's so worth it. it. Like your, the, the reflex, like it really hurts more than it used to.
1: Yeah, I probably haven't reached that yet. Well, take <laughs> take your time. Take your time. It's not worth it. Yeah, it is. It, it's the worst.
3: I can't eat pepperoni anymore. It's horrible. I hate being ill. stupid stomach.
1: Feel free, man. <laughs>
3: I'm sorry, I'm vinted on your podcast.
1: Go ahead. <laughs> hey, no, it's, uh, it's a recap. It's supposed to encompass everything. Okay. <laughs> I dropped F-bombs. I said some things I probably didn't mean, but uh, it is what it is. Yeah, so that's uh, definitely a little bit of a, of a tangent there, but um, just bringing it back to the actual discussion. Uh, pretty sure that's all I, that's all I needed uh, for, for this round, but before I let you guys go, I just wanted to do real quick round the, round the table, so to speak, shout-outs, um, or any last-minute alibis you guys may have. And uh, Joseph, we can start with you, man. What do you got?
3: Uh just a shout out to my whole team, man. And honestly, they they did everything they could possibly do this round, and we just got to come back out, do it again, round three,
1: for sure. Um, Joe, how about you, man? What you got?
4: Uh, so it's, I guess it's kind of a two part shout out. Um, so I was kind of skeptical about them doing a the Sand dodgeball tournament the next day. I didn't really think people were going to be that interested in it, um, but. We went, I ended up going, and uh, it was it was really cool, man. Everybody everybody really bonded over it. Um, the second part, so that shout out is to Cody because that, that ended up being a really good idea, Cody Stidham. Um, but the nice. second part of it is uh, I got a chance to sit and talk to Adam Demir for like hours. We sat there after everybody had left the tournament, and um, you know people were long gone, and me, my wife Kathy, him, and uh, Whitney. Whitney is her name, is that correct? Yes,
3: yeah, that's her. Yeah.
4: She was uh we all sat there and talked for like hours, and uh they were both super cool and and it just kind of reminded me how how great this uh this whole community is and um yeah if, if anybody's there like wondering like oh I don't know if i I want to talk to this person or whatever, like just just sit there, man, dig in, you know dig into some conversation with somebody and you'll you'll figure out real quick how how good and uh supportive and and really just amazing this whole like dodgeball community is and and adam really reminded me of that so yeah i really really appreciated that so i want to give him a shout out for that
1: awesome love love taking the uh the positive shout outs for uh the dodgeball family because uh boy can can those threads get crazy but at the end of the day i think for the most part we're all we're all there for each other and as you said um once you actually get to know some of these players off the court they're gonna be pretty much the coolest people you'll ever meet so I like that man Uh, Von you got anything
0: I don't really have any shout outs I do have a funny story though for Sergio So Sergio was wearing The white dope Shorts from the west coast (laughs) And they have A pattern on them Which I'd never noticed before And so when he was wearing them I was like oh you can see Sergio's Boxers straight through his shorts (laughs) <laughs> and someone else had come up to me and been like maybe they should rethink those white shorts because you can see straight through them and then I got I up next to Sergio at one point and realized it was the pattern on the shorts but I spent about half the day thinking you could just see your boxers through your shorts
1: <laughs> it's been hesitant you even tell a guy like hey dude I can see your boxers
2: wow, um thanks <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know how to and that's where we can cap it off right there Uh <laughs>
1: No, no, we'll keep yeah, that. I just thought it was kind of funny. Nice. <laughs> uh,
2: it, that's funny. It got me, got me, you know, speechless. I don't know how to respond to that, but it's just a pattern.
0: <laughs> yeah, it's like the little hexagons or whatever it is that's
1: on there. I gotta, <laughs> I'm gotta, going to creep on you, Sergio. See if I can find any pictures and check out the dope shorts. Find out, uh, get a visual here for science, of course. For science, of course. For science. Um, how about you, Sergio? You got any uh, shout outs or alibis?
2: Uh, well, mine's going to be somewhat of a two parter. Um, shout out to my team for clicking better this time around. But an individual shout out I would have to give to Brendan on my team, Volleyard. Uh During co ed round robin, um, he told me, okay, I'm going to do a suicide. I'm going to do a suicide. And he does it. He does it twice. And I caught it on camera. And as he was walking off the court at the end of the game, he kind of gives me like the goofiest smile that I'm like yep that's gonna go in the highlight room
1: like that's i did this
2: <laughs> yeah he's such a cool kid and i'm just lucky to have him on my team and just lucky to call him a good friend as well so
1: awesome good stuff um well i have a shout out and i'm don't want to get cheesy but uh shout out to you guys it's uh it's freaking what it's at almost 10:30 over there in the central time zone so i i can't express enough how much i appreciate um uh, Actually meeting you guys, Von, Joe, and Joseph, Sergio. You're not so much. I've known you for a while, so you don't. You're not really included in this one. But uh, I don't know if I've said this before, but like when I was looking for people to recap the South and get to know the South, um, you know, I was given check out this guy named Von Kelly. I'm like, I have no idea who this person is. This is going to be really hard. And so when I reached out to you, Von, and you were just very receptive and open, you're just really cool. And then you introduced me to Joe and everybody else. And then. Um, Joseph King Green as well I was like wow this, These guys are awesome To talk to And I feel like I've learned a lot About the South Way more than I ever would have um, Had I tried to go on it alone So I definitely appreciate You guys uh, Sticking with me This whole time And uh, bringing more uh, I guess shedding more light To the South Like I love the fact That these team names Are sticking These players are sticking And um, it's just a testament To to you guys as, as as individuals And helping promote the sport So Without getting too mushy Yeah shout out to you guys For, for uh, You know here we are uh, t- 2019 round two Talking about round three already so it's definitely A heavily appreciated
0: Yeah No I always love coming on thanks for having me I've really appreciated You know how nice you've been and How complimentary you've been of everyone in the south uh, Maybe you can make it down here one day And, and we'll uh, play some dodgeball together
1: Yeah and I could, I, you can spare me the hot dogs So I'm already <laughs> 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 I definitely want go um, Well good stuff guys well um, That's all I got Um I think we'll yeah we'll just end the interview there. All right, so that was a recap of the Elite Dodgeball South Round Two Open Division Tournament that took place uh, this past Saturday, May 25th. And as always, huge huge thank you and shout out to, to Vaughn, Joseph, Joe, and Sergio for being willing to hop on again. I I know it's uh, I know I say this a lot, but but to be able to just give me a couple hours of your time of your evening, especially during a weeknight, to uh, to talk dodgeball. And do your best to recap what took place. I, it, again, it's it's no, I don't take this as an easy ask. So any, anybody that's willing to, per usual, hop on. Um, it is just greatly appreciated. So thank you so much. And as I said during my shout-out too, um, you guys have really opened the door for me uh, in terms of recapping the South. And I hope introducing some team names, players, and just the competition that's available down there to the other, um, to the other listeners across the U.S. and even the world um, based on some of the... Uh, the readings or analytics that I get, but um, anyway, huge uh, congratulations to Outsiders for taking first again and just showing what you guys are capable of. The fact that you came over to the West, took the first seed, came back home with a new sense of—I don't want to say purpose or intensity—but brought that into the South. I really hope that uh, other teams that are thinking about going to other regions can can kind of take away. Uh, the value of that, because it, it's, it's such a great learning experience to travel to other regions and see what the other teams bring to the table, look at the other play styles and play types, and just kind of being a new dodgeball player again, so to speak, to, to go from a region where you know pretty much the lay of the land, how the teams are going to play, who's the whom, and the what's what, to go into not knowing exactly what to expect, puts you at a different kind of a situation, and, and it really helps you adapt and form into a better player. Congratulations to Ascension for taking second. Um, As we discussed, it's really exciting to see a consistent team continuously battle to second and hopefully be the team that actually takes over Outsiders. Kind of conflicted when I say that, but we always want to see new teams step up and give teams like Outsiders run for their money. And also, congratulations to Wrecking Balls for taking third. So, just continuous improvement across the board. And I'm, again, as I say, I'm really looking forward to recapping with round three. So, um, for those of you that submitted feedback to the tag form survey I know this is slow to kind of kick off But um, I'm definitely appreciating the responses and the time it takes to just submit these so uh, per usual as round three comes closer. I'll be posting those on the respective event pages and um, Yeah, just hope people utilize that and see that as an opportunity to uh, to cover the team names and players that may not be uh, Covered during the actual recap. So on that note I um, We'll go on to, obviously, the, the uh, women's division for the next episode. So till then, have a great uh, rest of your evening, a great rest of your week, and we'll see you next time. All right, you guys ready?
3: Yes, sir. sir yes, sir.
1: Hey, careful with that. It's- a couple more days and then i have to go into that garbage but uh for now i'm just a regular good old awkward steve